Catch Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Paul. Morning, Jimelek. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you? I'm great. It's a beautiful morning. So if you wake up in Argentina this morning, you see the headlines. I mean, for them, I think it was... Was it not morning for them when the game took place? Um, so, so for them, they had a bleak morning, but do they tell themselves that, okay, this could be a repetition of when Cameroon defeated us in the opening group game in 1990? Yeah, look, they took it out of the group. My problem was, they watched the game, that team looked shell-shocked. And, and, and oh, Paul, we're losing you there. We're losing you there. And I really want to know what he thinks of that. I really yes, want to... Can you hear there me? There we go. Now we can hear you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. No, what I'm saying is that they looked a little shell-shocked yesterday after the first goal, and they not the same Argentina we expected. You know, there's not a lot of pace. There's not a lot of control over the ball. It's it, 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 it's at Maradona, and you can always be like, Maradona do this, and that's what they say with Messi, right? But the question is, can he do this? The chances can still get out of the group. And Paul, the line is really being unkind to us. Let's try to get you back on the line. Let's see what we can do. So basically, talking about the generation of 1990, that's the generation that had Diego Maradona. And now, 2022, this is the generation that has Lionel Messi. Yeah. I, were, you, were you shook at all? I believe that I saw so many people complaining about their betting stuffs. In fact... Um, my twin was one of them because he's a big betting guy. Um, he was complaining yesterday. My thing about Yay. betting is I always bet on the underdog because how you make the most money. Now, it's obviously the, the, it's, it's not the nonsensical bet to make sometimes, particularly yesterday, like who's betting on Saudi Arabia, right, to beat Argentina no after one. 36 games. But if I were putting money on it, I would have bet on Saudi Arabia. And I'm going to on other smaller teams <laughs> in this competition because anything can happen in, yeah. in games like this. Um, just to impose points and hopefully we'll reestablish his line. I, to Argentina being shell shocked, they did look like they were out of ideas, and that's what was the most concerning part. Yeah, um, there somewhat was a sense of, and we'll talk to him Paul about this and ask him this: a sense of they possibly um, um, overlooked their opponent, they undermined so. their opponent. I don't think so. That first half, they could have been away with it. That first half. Well, VAR comes into yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. That first half, we're talking small hairs between. This being a runaway victory for Argentina yeah. and the result being what it was. All right, we have Paul back. And Paul, um, Askis, you're going to have to say what you were saying again, saying that the <laughs> generation of 1990 had Diego Maradona. Yeah, and this generation has Lionel Messi. So the question obviously is, is can he galvanize them and bring them up uh, and then get them into, into the latter stages of the tournament? The lucky thing for him, for them yesterday, was that uh, the Poland and, and Mexico drew. So that still keeps him in the... In, in the hunt, if one of them won, then you would have expected, you would have hoped for somebody else to beat Saudi Arabia to try and get you in. But it's not the best place to be in. Um, yes, in the first half, I think they had chances, but that's the problem. You need to take your chances. And this Argentina side, in that second half, they looked a little bit leggy, they looked a little bit tired. And as Saudi Arabia gained momentum and the crowd went against them, it just became a bit of a tougher match. And I think for me, once Saudi Arabia scored that first goal, I kind of thought that this possibly could be dropped points. I didn't think they'd lose, but I thought they were going to drop points because of the, the how hostile the environment became. And you can see that with a lot of the Arab nations, a lot of the the Middle Eastern nations, you're going to get that situation when you go down one note or when they do score, the crowd will turn. The question is, will the crowd be as vociferous in that game against Mexico? Because Mexico have a lot of fans in Qatar. And even in that Poland game, you kind of felt like 
they were there. So the question is, do not go one nil down to Mexico um, or even Poland. But I don't see Poland as a as, as a threat because I don't think they can actually score goals. Even though they've got Lewandowski, it just doesn't look good. But Mexico is my biggest threat. And if Saudi Arabia can just get two draws out of the next two games, they put themselves in and Argentina need to find a way to win all their games. It'll be absolutely incredible if whoever not can take the Saudi Arabia squad out of the groups and both. That Look, he's had a lot of fine moments, particularly on the continent, winning the AFCON twice, mm. two different teams, by the way. I think only manager, coach to have ever done that in history. Um, but this will certainly, I mean, I, I know people may say I'm, I'm talking crazy, but getting Saudi Arabia out of the group may just be his, his crowning moment. It will be. It like, it like, I know he's won AFCON before multiple times, but this would be his crowning moment. Um, because... Saudi Arabia has not gotten out of the group. No team in the Middle East has ever gotten out of the group, um, out of out of the out of the group at a World Cup, and it's 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 a massive feat because you've got teams like Qatar who are Asian champions. You've got teams like Japan. Got teams like Saudi Arabia, like like uh, South Korea, and Saudi Arabia kind of felt like the forgotten guy who's always at the World Cup, but nobody sees them as a threat. Um, and they did well in 2018. Um, but they never didn't. They couldn't do enough to get out the group, and 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 because they also won a game in that in 2018 in the group, but just didn't manage to get. Didn't, I think they got four points, and they needed five. Now's their chance. If they can, and I see Poland as that team. If they can beat Poland, or even draw against Poland, and 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 manifest, and don't lose against and Mexico, that's five points. That's enough for them to go through, and 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 then then the World Cup's turned on its head. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Mpo, but, but here's the question, right? I don't know why we, we currently are writing off Saudi Arabia and why many people are shook. Um, you, think, you look at the Saudi Arabian team, most of the players who play there um, play for Al-Hilal, right? Al-Hilal mm. gave Chelsea a tough time in the FIFA Club World Cup. Yes, they did, but it's still the, my, my thing is it, it's, the, it's, it's the quality. It's the same thing with the Qatari team. Like, when, you, when I look at your side and I see that... You don't have any players in Europe. It tells me that you're not you. You're going to necessarily struggle because the where 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 the center of the footballing universe is. You don't have anybody playing that. The same argument I always have with Bafana Bafana. You cannot win games, and you shouldn't be winning games if your players aren't there. However, the one thing that gets you over the line is great coaching, and that and 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 and, and also a cohesion. The great thing about Saudi Arabia is that all of those most of those players play for one team. So they all know each other. They've all played with each other. And on top of that, Herb Renard is such a great coach. And the thing about yesterday was that Argentina tactically were not there. They were not at the races. They couldn't break down the five-man wall that, that, that Saudi Arabia put at the back. They couldn't get the ball behind. And that's the problem with, with Argentina. All their stars are aging. Di Maria's old. Messi's old. They can't get behind the defense. And that was the problem. They were playing in front of Saudi Arabia, which is easy. And so it, it kind of fell into their laps. So the question I'm saying is, can they do it against Poland? Possibly. But will they, will they need to be a little bit more attacking? Yes. Does that play into Poland's favor? Yes. Does Poland have better players than them? Yes. So even Mexico, if you do the whole Mexico thing, if you do this whole um, thing with Mexico as well, Everything falls into Mexico and Poland's lap. The only thing about that that's probably different is the coaching. And Herb Renard is a great tactician, similar to what Iran and Carlos Queiroz, um, uh, could uh, would, uh, did as well, were trying to do, and then it just fell apart. 
Um, but so for me, that's the that that's how I see this: is that all these smaller nations have really good coaches, and they're setting themselves up for victory. If you follow the system, you can win. Because it's an international game, one goal gets you in. And what happened yesterday was the fact that if this was in Europe, and and Saudi Arabia had scored, Argentina would have come back into the game. I think the the, the, the nature of 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 the crowd and how it just felt like they were in enemy territory. Like if you if you listen to that to to, to the audio, it was unbelievably just like I was shocked. I was sitting there going. Argentina's losing this just for the fact of the conditions of where they are and what the crowd is doing. Yeah, the crowd is immense. And we've seen a couple of big games like that as well, Paul, where the crowd certainly plays its part in terms of getting the teams over the line or getting some form of result. Just a couple of points that were made. I mean, if, if it was points initially uh, about Saudi Arabia and the team that they play in and the fact that they gave Chelsea a run for their money uh, was worth anything, then when South Africa were playing, remember the Vodacom Challenge and Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando uh-huh. Pirates mm-hmm. giving Abu Man U and them a run for their money and Tottenham Hotspurs? Then surely you would say the national side should be doing better, but that was never the case. Um, and Paul, so Argentina, I think, will bounce back, but I think everything you said in assessment of how they set up tactically is, is spot on. I'm worried about the, the, the lack of pace in that squad against some of the, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the quicker teams at this World mm-hmm. Cup. I think Poland have no World Cup temperament. They keep getting here somehow, but yet failing to deliver. It's, it's baffling to me. And, and they didn't qualify great either, Poland, in terms of their goal-scoring record. So there's definitely no goals in that squad, despite them having the informed strike in world football. Um, Denmark, they played to a draw with Tunisia. We also saw the other game in Group D was France v. Australia. So we've seen now, Mpo, uh, France, Argentina... And I'm just going about teams who potentially could think they could go on and win this whole thing and, 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 and England as well. From the teams we've seen so far, um, I was kind of waiting to see these teams play before saying who I think would win the whole World Cup. But what are your thoughts from, from the three big teams we've seen so far? Say what I'm thinking. Um, look, I think if the English people should be believing. I think having to be able to beat that Iran side the way they did with the way Iran set up and knowing how Carlos Quares does things, that, that gives them a tick in the book. But France last night was just unbelievable. They are getting hit setback after setback, but they still just know how to put teams away. And that's what you need in the World Cup. You need to be able to put teams away. Not sure about how they're going to go about the round of 16 in the quarterfinals, but for now, that French team looks like with everything that's gone against them, they still find a way to score. Giroud's having a tournament, a good start to the tournament with, with, with the brace. Um, and and it, it took a while for them to get into the rhythm, but it did. So I was happy with them. Um, yeah, obviously, we, we've seen what Argentina's, what Argentina showed us yesterday. And it's the first loss in like 36 games. So that's, that's a massive thing. And they're still creating chances. And that's the problem. They need to convert the chances. And so the question is, who is going to partner Messi up front uh, I'm not saying Lautaro Martinez is going to sit there but who else is going to come and maybe bring in Dybala um, and, and figure out maybe who's going to be on the left or whatever it is but that that for me is just it, it just the setup's not right for Argentina but they have to fix it because if not they're out um, if they lose the next game they're out so that's that, 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 that's it's a tough one even if they draw I think they, they, might, they might be out because then um, getting to five points might be tough um, yeah, so, so so for me, I, I look at France and England, I'm like, okay, we see them, potential um, final there. Um, but on the other side, we're now going to see the next side of the draw. You know, Germany and Spain play today. Um, we're then going to see Brazil tomorrow. And 
and we're going to try to figure out how that looks. Um, and that's the that's the beauty of the World Cup. You you, you just you 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 assume the favorites could take it, but there's a dark horse. Like I looked at the Netherlands and I was like, hmm, maybe, but they did struggle against against Senegal. And the only issue for me is that they have an easy run because now they play Qatar and now they uh, and uh, and Ecuador, which I think will be a little bit easier. So I wouldn't write them off. Denmark. They, they, the fact that they don't have a striker just bothers me. It, it really does. That team just needs... Like, if Lewandowski was Danish, he'd be World Football of the Year. That's actually where I wanted to take it because that, that, that goalish draw um, from, from, from Denmark and Tunisia, I think for me, was very surprising simply because we know the record that Tunisia has had. Tunisia not even knowing how to make it out of group stages, but yet they're able to hold the Danish team to a goalish draw. That is crazy. But remember, when we had the World Cup in, in South Africa, the African team actually played, played a step better. Um, than, than what they normally do if they were outside of Africa. This this tournament happening in the Middle East, Tunisia's got a lot of support. That crowd was wild. They were pumping. And you're going to see that with a lot of the North African sides. So that's Morocco. When Morocco play, you've got, you've got Tunisia. Then you've also got the Middle Eastern side, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and, and, and Qatar. That, that kind of lifts everybody's game and helps them get through. The only difference with Iran is that they conceded too early. And when they conceded too early, the crowd just just dissipated, which is what so surprising in Saudi Arabia was they conceded in the third minute and then all of a sudden they found a way to manufacture a goal and that turned the crowd and and and, and so you're gonna get that they're getting that extra energy they are they are being compacted, playing that five at the back that irritates me a lot, but that's how you win games, how you get through games. Um and and, and, and they just being dogged. And the crowd is helping them and being dogged. And if they do something good, and if they do, if you dare concede against these teams, it's going to be hard for you to come back. You won't be able to hear your your, your teammates. You won't be. It's it's it, it's that hard. It's it's this is probably one of the most probably one of the most hostile World Cups I've ever seen from a fan perspective in terms of for the home nation. There are that immense, or the home nation, the, as, the, as you would call them, the Middle Eastern and the Arabic nation. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it's, I've never experienced that, like Russia, South Africa, we've never had such a vociferous crowd. The only time I can remember was, 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 at, was at Soccer City, but even then that just died out in, in a few minutes. But it wasn't as, as, as loud as, it, as it's been, mm-hmm. as I've seen across all these four nations. Mm-hmm. Well, we wait and see as to how the World Cup is going to be continuing. There's so much more that we can talk about, but I know that we're going to be having these conversations throughout the World Cup. I mean, we've still got until the 18th of December. That's a full month. A full month where we'll be having these conversations. Um, before you go, though, are you one of those people who you've centered your life around the World Cup? So based on when the games play, that's when you've set out your schedules, that you wake up at this time, shower, go watch football, then go um, do whatever it is that you need to do, and then come back and watch football some of us have day jobs, but we we are we have little ways of having the game on. Like yesterday, I think I had I took the longest lunch break to watch Argentina lose. 
Um, so that's what, that's, that's what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Have yourself a good day further. The conversations will continue. Um, sure. and, and yeah, thank you for that. We're talking, we spoke, we're talking, we spoke all things, the world cup and also, um, that loss of Argentina yesterday, one that many did not predict betting slips have been messed up at this moment. Catch that conversation up on our podcast, www.bvsr.live. Sports daily, every Monday to Friday, six to 9 a.m.